I want to share with you 10 Ha'aras from Rabbi Yisachar Fran Shlita on the Haggadah. His Haggadah holds a very special place in my heart because it was during Corona that I got hold of it. And uh, we enjoyed a very special Seder together. And I learned a tremendous amount from it. Um, I'm going to just share 10 Ha'aras. Some of them are the um, only unique way of Rabbi Fran saying things, but I'll try my best. Even in writing, he has a certain unique voice. The first one is a story that he starts off with about an amazing person who survived Europe uh, miraculously through the war and made it on the Kinder transport, um, finally made it to Petal Tikva and became an upstanding uh, gabai in the shul and raised his children to Torah. And he gr- grew up very Pashat Yid and didn't really have such a strong background. And his son said about him that he had a very fascinating story. How did he stay from? He stayed from because when his father was escorting him uh, on the train, the final time that he ever saw him, the one thing his father told him is, Zaya Gutiyid, be a good yid. And that's all. He was chasing after the train and just screaming this message. And that message reverberated in his ears that that's all he knew he had to do with his life, be a good yid. Says Rabbi Friend, and only the way he knows how to tell a story. When we sit in front of the Seder, that's a message we're telling our children be a good yid. Be a good yid. Be a good yid. That's what we're trying to teach them. And we're teaching them how? By having bitachon, having amuna. And that's such a powerful lesson about what we're trying to accomplish at the Seder. And this is that time to give over that message and to tell our children what's most important to us. And we should be zochah to do it. It's, a, it's an amazing lesson and it's an amazing transformative experience. The Malbim brings down, this is a second shot, this is a second vart. Um, the Malbim brings down a fascinating thing. And that is that um, the Gayim, they only recognize, if they recognize God, they think God is very removed from us. So they say, Rama called Gayim Hashem. When it comes to the Gayim, Hashem is above them. Al Hashemayim Kivodo. They only give credence to God in heaven. But we are different. We, Jews, we understand that Hashem runs everything on earth too. Mi Kashem Elokeinu. I'm like, Bi He's high up. But, Mashbili Liros Bashemayim Uva Aretz. We recognize Hashem in Shemayim and Aretz. And that's the purpose of the Seder, to recognize that the Rebbein Shalom runs everything in our lives. A th- uh, shot number three that he brings down. Again, he brings many shots. I mean, these are the top ten that I really, really spoke to me. He says, what's the shot that we eat matzah? We're just trying to remember, oh, they were rushing out. So therefore, we eat this matzah. We didn't have time to make it. He says, we're trying to take forever this lesson that Yeshua's Hashem Karavayin, that a person could be in a horrible situation and... He knows Hashem intellectually, Hashem will take care of it. Hashem will take him out. All of a sudden, bam, in one second, he's out. And we wanted to capture some of that frenzy and some of that speed. Uh, we spoke about earlier, Ha'ar number four, this idea that, like Rabbi Hanan Wasserman brings down, that the blood libels come, the Makar is unfortunately from the libels of the of, of the brothers against Yosef. And Rabbi Fran brings down for the Beneshchai a very fascinating little knech, that the Beneshchai says, why do we dip twice? Why do we dip twice on the night of Pesach. So he says it's to signify the beginning and the end of the Gullus. That why? The beginning of the Gullus started when they dipped the Kasonis of Pasim into blood. That was the beginning. And how did they get out? When they brought the Karim Pesach and the Medrash says that they stopped speaking Lashonara and they came together. And that's the way that we're Mechaper from that hatred between Jews. There is a um, Medrash Rabbah that says that this is a vart on Mitzvah Lina Lesaper, the story of the excitement that the Chachamim stood up, stayed up all night speaking. There's a famous Shmos Rabbah, Perak Mem Zion, 
Uzvav, that says that from the extra ink of a Torah, Moshe, it was put on Moshe's head, and that's where he got his Karen R. So some of Farsham explained that the Pshat is that he was writing the Torah and he made a small Aleph, which is a whole vart in itself. There's so much to say, the small Aleph of Vayikra. But according to the simple reading of the Medrash, it just says there was extra ink. So the Kasha is, why is there extra ink? So Rafran brought down a Pshat that he said he learned from Simcha Zisol Brady that in order, the Uved Hashem and the Tzadikim and the proper Uved Hashem, they're always excited about, they have a youthful vigor and thirst to learn more and more. And so the Kasha was, so why didn't Hashem, why did Hashem let extra ink exist? So if you go with the Manda Amr that says that, uh, that, that, that Moshe wrote a smaller one, so first of all, he wrote a smaller olive, so therefore that's the extra letter, fine. But then Hashem knew he was going to write it smaller. So, okay, so whatever you want to say. But he says the pshat is that Hashem put extra ink because it means that you're supposed to review and have an excitement about Torah. And that's the excitement that Moshe had, that he was always looking at again. And that's mitzvah in the Even if you're a chachamim and a vonim, the more you tell over, that's the excitement you have about Torah, to learn more and more. There's a beautiful pshat, number six, that he brings down from Rav Yashabar Salvechik. He says, why do we start that gun and we say, Baruch HaMakam Baruch Hu? It sounds like we're reading Menachem Avel. And we have the egg, the beitza, which is also a thing for mourning. And we know that Tishbav is the same night of, uh, as Betsesim Mitzrayim, Betsesim Yerushalayim. So he says that that's exactly what we're mourning. We're mourning that it's been almost 2,000 years, and we still don't have a carbon Pesach, and we're doing the Pesach Seder without it. And that's a tragedy that we're hoping will be restored and fixed. Vart number seven. Why is it that the Jews were told to borrow money? It was to teach the Jews that all money you have is borrowed. You're a gizbar. Hashem gives it to you on loan, and you have to use it properly. Vart number eight, to me, is one of the most powerful ones I've heard. It's part of a longer context, and you can look it up if you want. It's somewhere towards the end of the Haggadah, but I'm going to say it the way I understand it. What's the shot in the Pasuk? That the, it, it doesn't, it, we translate it as the Mitzrim punished us. They were bad to us. But that would be which actually there is another Pasuk that says those words. So what's the Pshat that we say the Egyptians made us bad. So Refran explains that it was a PR move. That the Egyptians wanted to make the Jews look like they were bad. Remember I mentioned earlier if you listened the different uh, sex segment that when the Egyptians wanted to make the Jews sound like they were filthy, disgusting, dirty people. So what I say is like this. Much of a Shibud abuse and dysfunction and things that people that hurt us is vaireo osanu. It's people trying to convince us that we are bad people and therefore we deserve to be punished and we don't deserve anything good. And that's the ultimate shibud. We have to break out of the vaireo osanu and recognize that we are good and worthy people. Vart number nine is it says, So the simple reading is that they were too tired. They just couldn't listen. It was too hard. Like the Mesil Sasharim brings down Kiyadua, that means that the Yitzhahara tries to distract us. We just, we can't even breathe. Rav Yonah says a whole different shot. He says that the Jews, they couldn't connect to Moshe. They said, you're just a Levite. You don't have any Avoda. We're in Shibud. Who are you? You don't even, you don't even know what we've been through. You're, you have free reign in Mitzrayim. So no, says Rav Yonah that when they start to trust Moshe, when they started to see, no, this man has empathy. He cares about what us. The whole entire Geula through Moshe took place when they recognized how great Moshe was that he cared about them. Last shot, which is similar to this, number 10. Rishmuel Arbach said this over at the Leviah of Rishmuel Zalman Arbach, and you'll, when you hear a story, you'll understand why. And we're leaving on a good note because this is not a normal thing. 
This is not the Rachmanim by Shalom Vigomei Chassadim of Jewish people. This was his favorite story, he said. That the Baruch Tam had a son, or Baruch Frankel to him. His son got engaged to a very, very wealthy family. The daughter was a very, very wealthy, and it seemed like it was going to be a good shidduch to support Torah. But when they arrived, the Baruch Tam was very distressed. So the Kala's mother said, are you okay? Are you not happy with the shidduch? He said, no, I'm very happy with the shidduch. As Hashem, it's going to bring out a lot of Torah and nachas. So he said, what's the matter? So he said, I'm a rov of the city. And in my town, the water carrier is sick, and I'm very worried about his parnasa. Now, the water carrier was probably the least respectable job in the entire... So, But this was on his mind. So she commented to him and said, what do you care about that? Just focus on the simcha. And so the Baruch Tom walked out and said, the shidduch is now over. He said, somebody that doesn't have Rahmanas for, for another yid, that's not the type of shidduch that I want to make, that I'm going to be involved with. And so it says, very friend, that Jewish people... We love each other, and we have an appreciation and understanding of each other. And that is the Jewish nation, or Shalom Zalman Arbach obviously personified this. And our goal is to have compassion and care for each other. There's a famous line that I always quote as a psychologist from FDR, that when you when your neighbor loses your, his job, it's called a recession. When you lose your job, it's called depression. It's, it's a person has to see himself in his neighbor's plight, and he has to see that, hey, how, how do I have a way to help these people? How do I have a way to help? That's that's how a Jew looks at other people. He says, how can I help this person? And on this night of Pesach, we gather together, and we all connect, and we work on being the best people we could be. We should be Zoha to have a year of amazing growth coming from all the inspiration that we take from the Pesach Seder and beyond.